best friend's game, huh? This podcast's getting crazy. Let's rock. All right, we're good. Um, hi. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to my best friend's game. <laughs> okay, let's start that one over. Nah, keep it. All right, welcome to my best friend's game, where we're best friends who make each other play games. I'm your host this month, Tim Zamanigan, and I'm joined with my co-hosts... Evan Ledesma. And Max Sims. The reason we're so giggly is because we have a very rare live recording of my best friend's game. Usually we're in different parts of the state. And so this lovely Easter weekend, we're all together. So It is Easter and April Fool's Day. Yeah, so watch out for those practical jokes coming your way. About That's Jesus. my best friend's game. About, <laughs> about practical jokes about Jesus. Let's really divide our fan base before we even have one. He is risen. <laughs> Anyway, so this month is uh, the games that I picked, or rather the game I picked in the Random Roulette game, which is what we do every month. Um, the game I picked this month was Devil May Cry 3. Uh, we're going to get to that in just a second, but before we do, guys, what are we playing right now? What's in our gaming lives? Evan, you want to start us off? Uh, I haven't been playing too many games, uh, but I have been playing Dragon Ball uh, Fighters mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, I have made it to... Supreme oh. Kai level. We have a Supreme uh, Kai level. <laughs> Wait, now, so last time we checked, I you were on step five of ten. Mm. Was what? I Supreme Kai last time? I don't no, know. I don't, that, think, that I, don't, I don't think you had made it to the Kai. Oh, okay. <laughs> you might have so still been. I think I'm six now. You're six, okay. Yeah. You might have been a Super Saiyan 2. I might have been a Super uh, Saiyan 2, and then I made it Supreme Kai. And then what's, le- what's left, even, <laughs> it's like, risen. God, Super Saiyan, I, I don't after even know. S-S-G-S-S. Oh, okay. I think after I, Supreme I, Kai I, is... No, I mean, that sounds about right. I have an actual answer. I think after Supreme Kai is Super Saiyan 3, uh, then Majin, and then Majin. maybe, like, Living Legend or something. Oh, Living Legend. Yeah. That, that is the number that's one the slot. That's a... That's what a Leffen is. Leffen is yeah. a living legend. Living Leffen. Yes. Living, <laughs> living Leffen. Living um, large. I'm, Leffen. meanwhile, stuck down in Android tier, but I'm actually pretty proud of that. You'll get there. I don't have going. a lot of time. Is that like... Playing. Oh, okay. it goes Earthling. Earthling. Mm-hmm. Cybermen. Cybermen. Okay. Mechian. Oh. Saiyan. Saiyan. Frieza clan. Wait, what's Android? Super Saiyan. Super Saiyan. Wait, this is Android. This is very confusing. But if you're seven and Evan's six, <laughs> maybe you're no, ahead the numbers more, must be wrong. There's more than there's like yeah, there's, there's like more. fifteen or something. Yeah, yeah something there's maybe like that. Fifteen. Anyway, okay. I'm like not the bottom of scrub tier, but I'm like getting. I'm, you're getting there. I'm getting. I'm no, making getting my way. There. And then there's also the stupid like color square system. Yeah, so like, like, like it's two different rankings. It's like one's based right. on how many BP you have, which is based on win losses, but then also there's a square system based on how often you win or lose to the same person in your same right. square color. You have to beat the same color ten times, yeah. and if, you know it's plus or minus every time you lose. Wow. Anyway, so you're playing a lot of Dragon and Ball I, Right now I'm red, so there's, good. A, there's only pink left. Yes, he's like um, the second to toppest tier of <laughs> win rate, I think. So we'll see. Good. Next time I check in in a month, I, I kind of doubt it, but pinks are really good. Pinks, uh, are, pinks are good, man. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that's space. And then Overwatch, uh, Brigida came out. Brigida came out. I, I love Brigida right now. She is. Brigida. I'm usually a healer, so it's great to be a healer who can like kill Genji and Tracer and, and doesn't have shot. to aim. Yeah, and doesn't <laughs> have to aim. It's just every good part of the character. You just yeah. hold down, shoot, and look around, and you're killing everything around you. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's basically it for me. Cool, Max. What do you got? So I actually 
had my moment of clarity of don't start the games too late. I just finished Devil May Cry 3 this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I haven't really been playing a lot else um, uh, other than a, the you know semi-occasional match of Overwatch. Mm-hmm. I literally have only been playing the two games for the month and Overwatch. So right. I don't have a lot to put in here, unlike normal. <laughs> yeah. a refreshing wow. breath, of, breath of air in comparison to when you play like 12 games and me and I were like, uh, a little bit more Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. um, speaking of which, I played a little bit more Overwatch. <laughs> Uh, I played a lot of Dragon Ball as well. Um, it's <laughs> it's getting harder. <laughs> Let me just talk about that Play game for game. just a second. I I come from like knowing about fighting games but not being particularly good at playing them necessarily. Mm-hmm. So like you have to really grind that out, and it's really frustrating to spend like three hours in training mode and then to lose like three games in a row. I mean, I don't want to get into it too much, but he's a smasher. Different set of skills. Also, I feel like I feel like yeah. you guys are both like in general, better at fighting games than I am. Yeah, I mean, we actually so. pay attention to the, the scene. scene so. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> the yeah. FG oh, scene. by just, the way, uh, we're going to be going to Evo uh, oh, this yeah. summer. Look out uh, for our um, August episode where we are live <laughs> from Evo. It won't live be live, but it will be recorded. We're going to try and get some interviews in there, so maybe get a Justin <laughs> Wong interview. Okay. Maybe a Daigo like, Umahara. Run the microphone past you. Someone. <laughs> Justin, Justin, what do you think about that? What? Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, I really want to play more Mario Odyssey. It's... Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. As soon as you have like a full time job, especially like as an attorney, I work a lot, man. It's hard to get home and play games. Yeah, I have roommates. They want to use the TV. It's like a whole thing. I think that'll be a theme in this podcast is just us being adults and how difficult it is to <laughs> yeah. play games nowadays. But Lord, hopefully you're in the same boat. Yeah. Or hopefully not. Anyway, welcome to my best friend's game. <laughs> um, so yeah, the uh, the main game we're going to be talking about this month is Devil May Cry Three. A little bit later, we're going to be talking about Bold Boy, which was our roulette pick, which is a newer game that came out. Um, but yeah, let's start with Devil May Cry 3. I picked this game because I have very fond memories of the. This came out in Boy, February of 2005. Um, oh my god. So yeah, I mean, Devil May Cry, let me just read a little bit from the Wikipedia page. Uh, it came out for the PlayStation 2. Uh, it's basically an action game with kind of a gothic style, but also like a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor and just kind of like balls of the wall, like kind of action scenes and stuff like that. So it's a fun game. It's really kind of unique, especially for its time. Um, yeah, it just has a lot of stuff going for it. Because it's kind of the, the gold standard for PS2 action games at the time. Everybody was talking about Devil May Cry 3 when it came out. Um, I think that holds true to today. Like yeah. you can see, it's DNA everywhere. Yeah, it's kind of legendary. It's yeah. influenced a lot. Um, real quick, let me just kind of talk about the story and the characters. I mean, like <laughs> we could get to the story in a minute. Calm, calm down. Um, there was a story. Okay. Well, hang on. We cut scenes that were in order. Sure. And, yeah. I think generally. Okay. Well, generally, it's nice to tell the audience a little bit about the game. So, when, okay. if they haven't played, right. of, course, you know. of course. Okay. Of course. So basically, you are Dante. Um, he is a Dante. demon hunter. Um, this is a prequel, actually, Devil May Cry three to the uh, first two Devil May Cry games. And so you're basically like a rough and tough teen to young adult. I don't know, early twenties maybe. He's probably like four hundred years old, but right. he is. But yeah. he looks like he's ten. But yeah. just, he doesn't. <laughs> look, he looks like he's like I don't know, thirty, twenty-five. Yeah. Well, the white hair is distracting. But to set the scene, you know, he's in his shop or whatever, his (laughs) demon hunting store. It's really hard. He's He's about to eat pizza before he's stabbed by seven demons at once, and then immediately he just starts on the jukebox and starts killing all of them. And thus, the call to arms has already happened. Yes, yes. I mean, that sets the tone for the entire game. Basically, you are trying to thwart your evil twin brother's plan to open the gate to hell, and you're climbing this tower to do so. Along the way, you're fighting 
a lot of lesser demons and also some big demons for boss fights. And that's basically the gist of the game. Um, it's a video game and it knows it. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 oh, yeah. it knows what it is. Um, so yeah, I guess let's just talk about the thing that everybody talks about when they talk about Devil May Cry 3. Let's talk about the difficulty. So oh, yeah. legendarily, yeah. Devil May Cry 3 was a very, very hard game when it came out in America, specifically. We can talk about that in a second. But, um, yeah, what do you guys think of... Yeah, how hard is this game? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll go first. Start first. Start. Yeah. I'll go first as the only person who hadn't played any Devil's May Cry uh, <laughs> before this. Um, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys had both finished Devil May Cry 3 around the time it came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very quickly. So... I started the game and was having a like fairly hard time. It, it does ease you into the difficulty a bit. So, you know, the first few levels, I was like, this is all right. I've played PS2 action games, you know, mm-hmm. of the style. I've played Bayonetta. I've played God Hand. Uh, but then the bosses were just like, I would have to fight them maybe eight or so times, depending on the boss. Some were easier than others. Um, So I just, and and this was me playing it, you know, two or three days ago, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to finish this. And so I I just, I asked Evan, I was like, Evan, give me some pointers, because the game, I mean, I'm not going to say it's necessarily to its discredit, but it doesn't really encourage you to upgrade, Mm -hmm. like, certain things. Um, And Evan was just like, buy health upgrades, buy devil trigger upgrades, which is like your special semi-invincibility getting health back meter. I didn't even know you could increase that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do that earlier in yeah, the game. Yeah. So, so those yeah. orbs. Once yeah. I did that, honestly, the difficulty wasn't terrible. I mean, for someone who is adept at action games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, instead of dying eight times to bosses, I would maybe die three times before. You, you need to kind of figure it out. But sure. So then overall, a- after that, and you get some pretty powerful weapons late in the game. So I, yeah. I didn't think it was really that bad. That said, it's definitely a harder game. It's mm-hmm. funny you mentioned that. There is like a whole kind of like it doesn't it doesn't really tell you what the strategy is for upgrades. You have like mm-hmm. a certain amount of currency in these blood orbs you collect from enemies. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they're all like like t- tiny screaming faces. I don't know. It's all mm-hmm. part of the aesthetic. But sick. Um, but you know, there's times where you have the option to upgrade your weapon. And it's like, oh, cool. Do I want this one that creates a giant explosion around me? It's like, no. You should probably buy the double jump first. Mm-hmm. Like that's like way more helpful. Yeah, so. there's like an or- certainly an order to things you should buy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the game doesn't hold your hand at all. It's yeah. just like here's the game. Uh, buy whatever you want. I good think, luck. I think, like, me and Evan, both of us, you know, we had a good time replaying it, but it's it was a lot easier for us having played through it uh, And multiple times, and I think I played to, like, the hardest setting, which is Dante Must Die. Yeah, I don't know. I never beat that, but... Uh, and I got pretty far a lot, but the, the point is you kind of get, like, a system down. It's yeah. like, okay, double jump first, and then Stinger upgrade, and you can move around faster with Stinger level two. Mm, yeah. Just kind of like that. Max? Um, yeah, but I was going to say, on the plus side, if you have more time, which I didn't, you can certainly replay missions, earn more currency. Yeah. So it's not like you're ever like trapped, oh no, I bought the wrong stuff. Mm-hmm. You can always go back and grind, earn, earn grind, more money. Grind, yeah. orbs. Right. So Max is a newcomer to this, so it's interesting to get his take on how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually interesting looking into this. Max sent us an article where apparently the reason this game was so dang hard when we got it in 2005 was because they made the American version more difficult. Um, basically, the the version that was the normal mode, or sorry, the version that was the, yeah, normal mode in Japan became the easy mode for us, and the hard mode became our normal mode. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it was basically just tossing us into normal, from or, <laughs> no, tossing us into hard from the get-go when we played yeah. it in 2005, and I'm like 14 at the time. This is my, <laughs> probably my first, like, real action, action game, game. Yeah. and I was just like, 
getting my butt kicked over and over. I, I think I played Devil May Cry 1 and 2 mm-hmm. because I played them from Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was familiar with it. But yeah, when you die enough, um, it asks you, do you want to go to easy mode? <laughs> which is just such a which slap is the in the ultimate face, backhanded right? slap to the face. <laughs> like, you suck. That was, a, that was a staple of Capcom. I believe... Onimusha, as well, another Capcom oh. game of the time, mm-hmm. did the same thing. It's like you look like uh, you're having some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little baby man. Why don't you swap on over? However, I believe this version that we played, which was the HD remake, remake or remaster, yeah. they didn't really remake it, yeah. uh, that was Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition, which I believe uh-huh. brought the difficulties in line across the board. Right. right. So right. when Max was playing it for his first time, he was playing it on what would have been our easy in 2005. Again, still a challenging normal. game. Yeah. Nor- it's normal. Yes. Yeah. Technically. I think generally normal. Yeah. However, I'd like to mention that playing it through again as a veteran, I was kind of bummed they didn't have the harder yeah, difficulties unlocked the from bat. the get go because yeah. like I would have loved to like try it on like like very hard, yeah, or something. Okay. just to yeah. see how far or how far I haven't come. Yeah, over yeah. these years, <laughs> it might have been frustrating. It would have been like a real reality. It really hurt my maybe, ego, but. Um, yeah, it was not so hard for us the second time through. Yeah, but still enjoyed. What was the reason that they even changed the difficulty like that? Was it sort of like marketing or something? Uh, it was apparently that Devil May Cry two people had said it was too easy. Mm. Was uh, espe- I guess well, especially Western, Western yeah. critics. Yeah. So they were like, "Okay, you want to see hard? Here you go." <laughs> yeah, Devil May Cry two had kind of an exploit where it was easy enough where you could kind of just like stand back and shoot things with your guns until they died. And like ebony and ivory. Yeah, like, could the, do the that? handguns just okay, like blast them from far away, mm-hmm. and they'd eventually go down. And it was, yeah, I don't know. We can talk about how bad Devil May Cry 2 is later. Okay. But right. so, um, so that was kind of the intro. And we'll talk about now, get a little more into the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Uh, gameplay wise, so uh, the gameplay in this game is basically fast paced action, slashing. You got like your, you got your hand to hand weapon and you got your guns. Yeah, so yeah. basically, you can choose between, you can move seamlessly between getting up close and personal and firing from a distance and combo it and all that stuff. Basically, there's right. uh, combos that reward you for switching up your play style and trying not to repeat the same things over and over again, and you get more points, which leads to more orbs. So it's a very dynamic kind of system, which is fun. Mm-hmm. I guess we can talk about that generally. I mean, did you guys find yourself like struggling to get like high ranking combos, or how was I don't know how did that treat you overall? So definitely in the early stages of the game, yes. But I think a lot of that was because I had to unlock more moves. Basically, right. if you're if you're using the same move or or same combo uh, over and over again, the game will stop upgrading your, you know, combo level. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you have to mix it up. It encourages you to mix it up, and I think that's probably one of the best things about the game, Mm -hmm. is that it encourages you to find, you know, new ways to use your uh, existing moveset. Mm -hmm. And then also just the little cherry on top of being able to taunt, I think, is such a great way to just become Dante. Mm-hmm. Like, of course he would be taunting in the middle of a, a, a blazing, like, sword strike. Yeah, and yeah. it ups your combo meter. Um, I just I just love that about it. And also little details like that where the higher up your combo meter is, your taunt will do different things. So, like, in the beginning, he'll just, like, kind of, like, wave you down and be like, yeah, come on. Yeah. And at the very end, like, double S stylish, he'll be like, you scared? And, like, <laughs> like really put his arms out, like, what are you doing? Like, come come on. at me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And yeah. this, this like, uh, evolved into, like, Bayonetta's, like, taunting system. Yeah. Um, just to show how 
classic it has become and yeah. just become part of the action genre in games. There's there's a lot of cool things I think about that in that like a lot of times there's a disconnect between um, seeing what your character does in cutscenes versus what you can actually do. Mm-hmm. And granted, there's some crazy cutscenes where Dante does some crazy... Like, uh-huh. At one point he uses a motorcycle as a nunchuck while jetting uh, through the... That was a classic. great, great <laughs> moment. Uh, you can't do stuff like that, but you know, it shows him like uh, sliding around on top of an enemy and mm-hmm. like spinning around shooting guns everywhere, but you can do that, you can do like, that. in the game. You yeah. know? So it kind of like brings that together. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I thought that was actually, for me, kind of a disconnect mm-hmm. uh, because having played Bayonetta, which I feel like I keep coming back to when thinking about Devil May Cry, sure. it was by the same director, so there's a lot of similar-ish oh, yeah. stuff. But in Bayonetta, well the craziest stuff was cutscenes. It had those quick time events that mm-hmm. at least made you feel kind of involved. Whereas Devil May Cry 3 does not. I mean, I think it kind of predated that or at least came out around the same time. I know Resident Evil 4 was one of the big mm-hmm. quick time event like milestone games and right. that came out the same year as Devil May Cry. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if it was slightly before or after. but um, right. So in that sense, I felt like Bayonetta had a little bit more going for it in mm-hmm. terms of you could actually kind of be involved in these super crazy moments. Yeah, right. Well, Devil May Cry, uh, I mean, predated Bayonetta. Yes, significantly. absolutely. Like, Bayonetta came out in 2009, I believe. I just looked yeah. it up. It's exactly. honestly the spiritual yeah. Spiritual sequel. successor, for um, sure. Um, I also, while we're talking about the combo system, um, basically it goes from like a D rank to a triple S rank, but it goes, <laughs> I have to, I have to get the notations here. Yes. So it's each letter has a different word that's associated. So D mm-hmm. is dope. C is crazy. B is blast. A is all right. <laughs> S is sweet. Double S is showtime. And triple S is stylish. <laughs> like the meter just goes up. And what I like about that is even at the lowest level, the game is still being positive. Yeah, it's so <laughs> dope. <laughs> I feel like if anything, that sounds better to me than all right. It's true. That's I just, mean, yeah, I'm surprised it's all right and not like awesome. I'm actually mm-hmm. looking. Like, all right. The, I'm at the Devil May Cry wiki, and it shows me like what each level is in each Devil May Cry game. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the other games had it better. Like A is Atomic in Devil May Cry 4, and A is anarchic. Oh, oh. It's, it's better in literally every other Devil yeah, May Cry. Oh, Devil Cry 2 is, is Are, are you, you Ready, which is kind of ominous. Mm. Kind of for S? Am I ready for S? Is that what No, they're... are you? Yeah, and then there were, but Are you Devil, ready for S? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's actually worth noting that in Devil May Cry 1 and 2, there was nothing past S. So double S and triple S was introduced in Devil May Cry 3, which I think is indicative of the fact that you had like way more combo options. Uh, so much more. There's just like an improvement in everything. And four styles, every which way. I'm sure we'll get into. Yes, yeah. thank you. Perfect segue. <laughs> so, uh, in Devil May Cry, you have access to uh, several different styles of gameplay, and you can level these styles up in order to do more things in each respective style. Like, for example, um, you can pick the trickster style, which is highly mobility focused. You get to do dashes and wall mm-hmm. runs and stuff like that. And they're all mapped to circle. Yeah, so, so yeah. Circle yeah. is your style ability, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, then there's like Swordmaster, where you get more melee abilities, Gunslinger, where you get more gun abilities. Uh, Royal Guard, which is very defense-oriented. You can time parries and stuff for that. And so, yeah, basically, you get to kind of decide uh, how to, like, add, like, a little bit of flavor to your play style, mm-hmm, which definitely. I think is really cool. Yeah. So um, that leads me to my next question. Guys, what was your favorite style to play as in Devil May Cry? You want me to go yeah, first? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I started out with uh, Trickster because Trickster's I was like, default. Ooh, dodging. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That yeah. seems useful. Run up walls, <laughs> um, great. But... <laughs> 
you have a normal dodge if you're locking onto an enemy and you mm. jump while pressing pretty much any direction, you will dodge. Dodge roll. And I found that to be at least about as good as the trickster dodge. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually defaulted to uh, gun... Gunslinger. Gunslinger. Um, Because guns, while useful and will do damage from far away, don't do a whole lot of damage. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you upgrade it or use the circle, uh, you know, ability... It differs from gun to gun, but at least mm-hmm. on the on the normal guns, it's really good at just keeping enemies off of oh, you. Oh, it's crowd Because you can shoot in Definitely. basically 360 degrees, uh-huh. and I thought the uh, the animation for it was really good. Uh-huh. Dante, like, points his arms all different oh, yeah. directions based Same. on where you're pointing. Uh-huh. Also, if you uh, use the shotgun one, he, like, slings it around like nunchucks. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> that was the first one that I actually leveled up to level two. I never actually mm-hmm. leveled anything up to oh level three. Mm-hmm. The level three gunslinger is amazing, <laughs> because there's a stinger for rebellion, right? The sword. Yeah. But there's a stinger for your shotgun. So you just, like, for, for the for the audience, Stinger is when Dante like forward. lunges forward in a dash, leading with his sword. So imagine right. instead of leading with the sword on that, you're leading with, with a shotgun. shotgun. So you can do that, and then shotgun, and then yeah, it's great. And That's it just felt because while the sword one took me longer, like a really long time to level up for whatever reason, but mm-hmm. the guns, the gun style abilities per each gun felt just a little more fun and useful to me mm-hmm. than the sword abilities mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, the abilities are really useful. Like uh, for your ebony and ivory. If you press circle in the air, you do like this hurricane spin around, shoot everything below you. But the good thing about it is it locks you in the air. Mm -hmm. So say if there's a villain like attacking below you, you can be like, I don't want to deal with that. And you just like keep spinning, wait for it to end. While damaging. While damaging. A little Um, bit. And I'd I'd like to just at this point bring up uh, having played Marvel vs. Capcom 3 before (laughs) playing Devil May Cry, they did such a good job in Marvel translating Dante's moveset yeah. into that game. Yeah, it's that a beautiful translation. Every time I would get a new move, I'd be like, I recognize there that. There it is. I did that he, in has, Marvel. he has so many moves, yeah. right? And like, yet they seem to fit so many of them into Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like the Beowulf kicks is just like straight like the, out of the, the game. Tempest Storm Tempest for Storm. Yeah, that What a things. great game Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was. Yeah, and then nothing <laughs> after it. Um, right. <laughs> uh, all right, well, so Gunslinger is your vote then, Max. Gunslinger was my favorite. Yeah, I really use Gunslinger usually, maybe like through 80-90% of the game um, definitely during the levels I would play Gunslinger mm-hmm. and then when you fight a boss I would usually switch to Royal Guard yeah. um, I tried experimenting a little bit like you get two more styles as the game progresses there's like Time Stop and then Doppelganger mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it eats up your your Devil Trigger and Devil Triggers I feel like just so much more useful it's, as Devil It's so trigger. important because it heals you a little yeah. bit yeah. and especially at later levels when you're not buying as much items because they're really expensive mm-hmm. you rely on your Devil Trigger to heal yourself Right. so it's like why would you why would you eat that up yeah. any other way again Devil Triggers when you turn into a demon for a short period of time you get a power boost a defense boost <clears> and you also heal up a little bit while right. you're doing yeah. it so yeah. yeah I mean I agree with you I don't think that like those were like kind of like bonus abilities and those normally like yeah. I don't really count those yeah uh, me personally I think Royal Guard is my favorite um, it's it's certainly the most rewarding yeah so yeah. the way that one works is basically you defend against attacks and as you defend you build up charge and when you are like fully charged if you like you can do a release move where you reverse the damage back on somebody. Mm-hmm. So at level three, so I got it to level three on this playthrough. At level three, you can store up enough power to like take off a solid like quarter of a boss's Ooh. health or something. Yeah, um, and it's also like wow. really timing based. So you get more charge if you counter at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Or if you release at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. So um, it really rewards you, like, knowing the enemy and mm-hmm. kind of knowing their patterns and stuff. Um, and it feels, like you said, it you switch to it Yeah, and boss for bosses, fights. it's just more useful. And, like, almost every boss in this game are, like, these giant monsters. Mm-hmm. And just, like, when they're taking these big swipes to you and you time it right, you're, like, you're just, like, a normal-sized dude. And he's, yeah. like, 
like make the clang happen and you defended that. It's just like it feels awesome, feels right? Like a good, good game feel, you know? Good game feel. Um, you love that. Yeah, but continue. I do love good game feel, and maybe I should have used Royal Guard more than once mm-hmm. because right. I used it once and I was like, I don't know if I'm really understanding it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I used it on a boss. Right. Uh, so I think probably I should have used it. I think it's definitely like the second playthrough, like uh, main style, because you know, know all the patterns doing. of all the bosses. Yes. Uh, it's a very hard style to master. Yes, and it's also definitely. not rewarding at all for the first level and less uh-huh. so for the second level. Once you get to the third level, it's like, okay, now I'm kind of making yeah. this work. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's not the easiest one to pick up by any mm-hmm. means. But um I want to talk about, like, Swordmaster I really liked because I like seeing the visual elements of all the, um, of the hand-to-hand weapons are really, like, shown in the Mm Swordmaster because, like, there's a lot of, like, fire and wind, like, all the, all the weapons have elements, and so Mm -hmm. those really are highlighted when you do it, and that feels cool. And it opens up, uh, air juggles a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, any other style does not really have air juggles. Yeah. You can shoot them in the air a little bit, but once you use your sword, like, once, you just bring them down with the Rebellion or whatever, so. Um, and also, it's worth mentioning Trickster, Max, did you uh, level up Trickster past level one, or was it? Yes, I did get. I got Trickster and Gunslinger both to level two. Did you get mm-hmm. Air Dash at level two? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which I, was very helpful for certain bosses. Uh-huh. Right. Um, I feel like this is something we could talk about a little bit later, but um, well, I may as well talk about it now. Mo- mobility kind of sucks in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, like it does not feel good to move around normally. Yes. Um, so whenever you get abilities that allow you to move better either like unlocking a double jump or an air dash it just like it feels amazing you're just like oh I can finally get around right, you know yeah. and that's so important for just, surviving just, just get it off the, right out of the gate yeah but also it was nice in Devil May Cry 4 they added an option that was like very needed it, 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 if you run for a certain amount of time maybe like three seconds it'll give you a speed boost and yeah. he just like dashes because like Dante just kind of like moves like a slow yeah, jog yeah it doesn't make I mean he's like a devil man yeah it's be, like man quick a little hustle in your stuff <laughs> yeah, you know your like bro's it. trying to open the gate to hell maybe <laughs> a little more urgent drive thing. all the way to hell <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> so I think that thing that has some trickster stuff mm-hmm. going for it. But um, could you double jump and then air dash? I, th- I don't, what's level three of trickster? I don't know. I, don't if know, I, ever, I, I, I didn't get to. that far. I don't believe you could double jump and then air okay. dash with trickster. I, feel I like don't believe that would be OP. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you can basically do one thing in the air, whether it's dash or an extra. I jump. see. Um, um, yeah, I talked a little bit about weapons, and so I'm going to segue into that. So basically, each weapon is very unique in its style, um, mm-hmm. and so I guess I wanted to ask you guys what your favorite weapons were. We can do all, we can do hand-to-hand weapon as well as uh, gun, because those okay. are two different slots. Mm-hmm. Also, I should mention, we maybe should have talked about this in the combo thing, but you can seamlessly switch between weapons mid-combo and also mm-hmm. guns mid-combo, so you can be like... Sword slash, sword slash, uh, punch, kick, punch in the air, jump in the air, sword slash. I don't know. It, 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 it feels good to kind of very just like keep switching. It's yeah. Nice. However, you do have access to only two guns and two swords. You have to pick weapons. your loadout. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So, that, but that's, I think that's fair. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't think I would, it didn't feel super limiting. And I think if you could switch between all five or six or whatever, mm-hmm. that would be a little too much. Yeah, well, if you go, if you beat the game and you go back, you could play as Virgil. Mm. And he has three weapon slots, but only one gun. We'll get to, we'll we'll, get to okay, Virgil. Okay, we'll get to Virgil. We'll get to we'll get Virgil. To Virgil. Okay. Virgil is Dante's evil twin brother. Um, <laughs> he wears blue, 
Dante Where's Red? Red. <laughs> yes, real good, like visually good clash. Yeah, costume right design really but back on to point. The question at hand. Fave webs. Fave webs. Fave webs. And Max, we've been kind of doing you start yeah. first. Well, so my your your fave web. Okay, so uh, gun wise, I have to save the default guns, Ebony and Ivory, just mm-hmm. because. They can do. They don't do a lot of damage, but if you're far away from something, you could just unload on them, and you mm-hmm. can do decent damage. And it yeah. makes you feel like you're doing something. Yeah, when you're they're being not kind of passive. They're yeah. not completely useless. Right. Um, I also enjoyed the long range, like sniper type gun, right. mm-hmm. uh, especially with um, with the gunslinger perk. You could make. You could basically hit all enemies on screen with it by just <laughs> pressing circle. I, yeah. I never played gunslingers. Uh, okay. Um, and then, as well as the the rocket launcher you get at the end of the game was useful, but I don't know if I necessarily like loved it. So mm-hmm. I mean, I would say overall, ebony and ivory. Um, hand to hand wise, absolutely no question. It was Beowulf the mm-hmm. gauntlets mm-hmm. that you get mm-hmm. because guess what? Punching is better than yeah. sword. <laughs> um, but no, the the both the it had a lot of damage output and just Amazing. for me the combos I felt like I was more in control of what was mm-hmm. going on with mm-hmm. it like I had to like think about each move but then mm-hmm. it was very I don't know it was just very it satisfying. made sense yeah. very satisfying compared to some of the other weapons I didn't really like the dual swords Agni and Rudra mm-hmm. personally um, <laughs> what was the last oh, I hated the guitar because it was just kind of slow and unwieldy I wanted the guitar uh, to I work the guitar so much this so time good, but you wanted to be good <laughs> and so it's like bad. I'm not. Maybe I just didn't get good with it. You know, maybe uh, the gauntlets were really the only one that I felt like I kind of put in some time to be right. like, okay, what can I do with these? What mm-hmm. is my complete, you know, moveset? Yeah. Right. Also, the gauntlets, Beowulf gauntlets feel good because you feel can great. charge the hits up so you can, like, punch and then kind of, like, wind up the next uh-huh. hit and then yeah. wind up the next kick. And, know, and a lot of these nice. combos that you get, too, are, like, Triangle, triangle, pause, mm-hmm. triangle, which I'm not good at doing because <laughs> I'm just mashing. But for Beowulf, for Beowulf, I was able to be like, okay, now's when I pause. Yeah, and, then, right. and then you get this good, like, mm-hmm. Chun Li multi kick kind of mm-hmm. thing going. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think also to talk about Beowulf a little bit, it has like <laughs> one of the best moves, in my opinion, is like. The lock-on, like flying down. Oh, the dive kick. kick. The dive, dive kick, kick oh, is yeah. amazing. Just like, like in fighting games, dive it's, kick it's is amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. super strong too. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, I think it goes further than the as far as rebellion can go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, in the air, so you're protected. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so yeah. I mean, yeah, for weapons at the end, Beowulf definitely. But I, I enjoyed the double swords for a while. I think that is probably the second strongest weapon. I would, I would say. I'd say so. I think yeah. the double swords are Agni and Rudra. Uh-huh. All the weapons are named after the bosses you kill for mm-hmm. them. And like those are like a fire blade and a wind blade. Yeah, and like, I, I feel like that was the second best mm-hmm. next to Rebellion. But yeah, uh, at the end, it's definitely Beowulf and Rebellion all the way. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm... Uh, oh, wait, what about your gun? What oh, but for gun? guns, yeah, There's Ebony and gun. Ivory, definitely. Uh, for a little bit, um, I used Artemis, which is like the uh, hand cannon the thing. The lock-on yeah, kind of right. laser gun. And... This this was pretty cool because if you if you had three hands you could be amazing at the Artemis <laughs> because you can charge the gun while you're attacking right and then let go and then it shoots everything around mm-hmm. you yeah but you need like an so extra can, finger yeah, yeah you need your sword you gotta you need to oh, do the claw, claw technique grip. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. and that that kind of is like how Virgil is in their second playthrough if you if you constantly press square you're just shooting out these laser blades at people I said we'd get to Virgil okay. later but, anyway, <laughs> but yeah if you were really good and you had three hands you could play Artemis so well but after a while it just got too hard so um, yeah. eventually I would just do the shotgun 
because Shotgun Stinger is just amazing. How do you cool say no to that? Um, too, yeah. I will say that, I mean, maybe it's much better when you get the Shotgun Stinger, but without mm-hmm. that, I think it's one of the weaker video game shotguns. I I've think used, so honestly. too, yeah. yeah. Because none of the guns really have that, like, Mm-hmm. You know that like force feedback. Other than maybe the sniper rifle has a good. Yeah. I think the uh, best feedback. part of the shotgun though is um, the pushback. If you level up the shotgun at level two or three, it has it shoots in more directions or something when you do the nunchucks. Oh, okay. So more crowd control, but yeah, I mean crowd control is very important. Yeah, sure. the damage is not there. Definitely. Um, I feel like I'm going to be a broken record because I also think Beowulf is it's, it's, probably okay. the, best just the best one. Beowulf is pretty it's, sick. It's the best one. I mean, like, I don't know, it looks cool. Like, you've got these like, glowing gauntlets on your arms mm-hmm. and your feet. Like, it, you just, like it's visually very pleasing. Uh-huh. And I like how when you don't have it equipped, per se, it's still, like, it's still on, on your on character. You. Yeah, so it looks so good. He's, like, swinging his sword while still having the gauntlets yeah, on. That's yeah, nice. that's nice. That's pretty sick. It's a nice little touch. Um, I... One of my favorite loadouts, just for fun purposes, is the twin blades, Agni and Rudra, which are fast and easily the most visually appealing mm-hmm. um, weapon, because they've got all these He's like, spinning. fire effects and wind effects. It looks mm-hmm. really cool. And also Beowulf. It kind of just feels like a very like kind of lightweight, like you're like mm-hmm. dancing around the battlefield kind of loadout. God-handing it. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. Beowulf feels amazing. Um, the You know what? Guns, it's hard not to pick Ebony and Ivory, the, mm-hmm. uh, the handguns. All the other weapons, like feel clunkier you know mm-hmm. they're all like feels like it's like a supplement to ebony and ivory like if you didn't have your handguns equipped and you had like two different yeah, weapons, uh, like that would feel terrible no, yeah you always have ebony and ivory and another gun. yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah I agree. <laughs> um the cool thing about the handguns is it's like, like the most utilitarian weapon mm-hmm. i mean like max said like you can shoot from far away you don't really feel passive mm-hmm. like you're like engaged from far away. and like little things like i haven't mentioned with like the hurricane move you can kind of like freeze yourself in the air but you can also like just jump and kind of shoot things and uh-huh. as you're shooting it stalls your down. it stalls your descent so right. as a defensive tactic it's also just really good yeah yeah, okay, so those are the weapons. Um, I guess, so again, this is my best friend's game. We talk about games we played in the past usually, and mm-hmm. you know, usually they have some the nostalgia <laughs> factor, but I guess I want to ask you guys, how do you think it's aged? How does it stack up with modern games? Like, again, this was like my first real action game, so I have a lot of mm-hmm. fond memories of like learning the ropes on that, but, um, you know, uh, how does it feel nowadays? Specifically your first like 3D action game. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, right. You'd played Mega Man, right? Mm, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think while it does what it does well, certainly later games in this genre have done better. I don't know if necessarily a lot of games have, you know, necessarily learn from it, but, you know, same director, mm-hmm. uh, or same director who did Devil May Cry 1, Hideki Kamiya, did Bayonetta, which I think is generally an improvement on Devil May Cry 3. And, and Bayonetta 2 is fantastic as well. And I haven't played 2. And but it's coming out on Switch, so I'm going to play it. It is out. It is out. It is I need out. to get it. West for um, Switch. Yeah, so, <laughs> just because Bayonetta, I felt a lot more, honestly, in control of the character, mm-hmm. as well as dodging in Bayonetta initiates a time slowdown, Mm -hmm. so you're, like, really invested in dodging, whereas Mm -hmm. this one, I never felt that the dodge was, like, this is definitely going to get me away from this enemy's move. Sometimes I would dodge just, and then they'd still hit me, and I was Mm -hmm. like, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, just, I think, uh, just, yeah, basically, other games have done it better, but it still does it well. Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's, like, certain aspects of it that, uh, I think certain aspects still hold up really well. I think it's a really tight, solid action game. Mm-hmm. It feels good to play still, but some things are aged poorly. The mm-hmm. camera is 
balls terrible. It's like oh. so hard to. Oh gosh. Okay. The two things I hate about this game, and there's only two, I think, <laughs> are the again I talked about this earlier. The movement, platforming. Whenever you have to do it, is awful. Yeah. And the camera. Those both suck. And there's like one room where you have to jump on rotating blocks. Mm-hmm. Oh, and man. it, you know, it 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 has the potential to take you a long time. Uh-huh. I got lucky this time; it didn't take yeah, me very right. long at all. But like, you can't move the camera up to see how far you have to go. You uh-huh. can't really judge how far your jumps are going. And I don't know. Sometimes there's like hard to reach treasures that are just impossible to get to. You feel a lot of like Resident Evil influences in terms of cameras because mm. there's like it's kind of like stuck in one position, but then you can move it sometimes. It's, it's 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 not here I mean, or there. Worth noting that the original Devil May Cry was actually a prototype for a Resident right, Evil game, right? Exactly. Uh, as well it's as sort of. Just like it Capcom too, yeah. games of the era just had a certain kind of camera feel to them. Mm-hmm. In Onimusha, I think it worked a little bit better because it's a generally slower game where there's mm-hmm. not a lot of jumping, right. if any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of just slashing. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, you know, it can work in certain games, but for a game with this much movement, the camera is a bit annoying. Yeah. Right. Um, as well as they just, in general, your character had to be bigger. It was on a CRT mm-hmm. you know, TV back then, so CRT. we didn't have the HD capabilities where your character could be a little smaller, but right. still you know, visual. Mm-hmm. readable sure mm-hmm. uh, no. what do you think of well we're talking about <laughs> our history with the game right yeah I mean like how how does it feel now you know after you know I think a lot <laughs> I think I appreciate it more now for its nostalgia rush that I get sure um, yeah like definitely Bayonetta 2 right now I think is the queen of fight or um, arc, uh, action games mm-hmm. it just took everything that Devil May Cry did and made it better uh, even Devil May Cry 4 I don't think well Devil May Cry 4 had some good additions because mm-hmm. this one you can only choose one style per level and Devil May Cry 4 you could switch between the styles on the fly. On the fly. Mid combo, if I remember right. Yeah, I oh. think so, even. Yes. And that felt really good. Yeah, I have a um, note here. Weird that you can't switch styles on the fly in parentheses. <laughs> maybe this predates that idea. Yeah. And so clearly. <laughs> so, and then <laughs> probably maybe the processing power wasn't there. Yeah, it's possible. Um, but yeah, it just. Um, I think now, even, I just appreciate. Not appreciate, but just love the cutscenes more than anything, <laughs> dude. <yeah>. Um, <laughs> I think you can watch like the behind the scenes at some point on somewhere on the disc. You can see the behind the scenes, and they're just using like green screen technology. And I remember watching that like ten years ago. I was like, "Oh my god, video games are doing this now! That's <laughs> yeah. incredible! That's awesome!" Like the mocap, and stuff yeah, mocap. Like that. Yeah, it was just yeah. like, "Wow!" And like, "Oh wow!" Uh, <laughs> and just like, yeah, every cutscene I think is just great. I mean, they're not good, but they're just really enjoyable and just so ridiculous. Um, the characters are like pretty good. I mean, we're coming off off of Devil May Cry two here, yeah. which is just we're just a disaster yeah. through and through. <laughs> so it's just seeing their attention to like the story and actually like giving a, a hoot about, like, the unfolding of brothers fighting for hell, basically. Sure. It's just enjoyable to watch. Well, so, yeah, I actually kind of wanted to... That's actually a good segue into my next point. I wanted to talk about, like, the presentation and the story. Yeah, kind definitely. Of. So, I mean, like, okay, it's not, like, a spellbinding story, right? Like, <laughs> no. your brother is evil, sort of. He's kind of like your nemesis, but also you're still brothers. Right. He's, like, brotherly right. bond there, there's, right? That's yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, there's not a huge cast of characters. There's mm-hmm. Dante, there's Virgil, there's the guy who's actually the main 
bad guy who's trying to manipulate all of you, and also his daughter who is like trying to like get revenge for Mm -hmm. the slaying of her mother, basically. Mm -hmm. Lady. Um, So yeah, there's only four characters Mm -hmm. in the game, really, and I think that's to the game's credit. Like, definitely, the story basically in between each level, you get a little story bit, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think effort obviously went into it. There's definite effort, and like just like little Easter eggs here and Easter. There's little (laughs) Easter eggs. Um, You can like. When you're on chapter 10, there's like a 10 somewhere in the yeah. cutscene. It's like, just like these little things. Every like chapter. Yeah. The every directing chapter. was paid attention yeah, to. Yeah, you know? definitely. Also, there's like... Sorry, Max. We're, okay. we're both like We're splurging up. about we're Devil We're gushing about Devil May for a second. But also, like, the... Um, there's a real... Like, I, I mentioned this, like, in the beginning. Like, it's tongue-in-cheek, right? Okay, like, Dante tight. is a devil hunter who's also, like, spinning motorcycles like nunchucks. He's always mm-hmm. like... I don't know, doing crazy, oh. but it's crazy stuff. Uh, that's going to be one of our curses. Anyway. I almost cursed, but then I said who, take the lead, so <laughs> yeah. we're good. Um, but the comedic timing is honestly pretty good yeah. in a lot of those things. Like, you know, he like he like he is like, let's get this party started, or something. He like jams on the jukebox, and nothing, nothing happens. happens. <laughs> clicks, clicks, clicks. And he just like smacks it, and then and it, it starts, starts working. working. Yeah, yeah, It's like know. the cinematic director, I don't know if it's still Hideki Kamiya, who was the cinematic director, but mm-hmm. like, he just had a blast, whoever that person was. It's just like a... F- Fun. It's definitely game. fun. Yeah. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Man? So I <laughs> suffered through these cuts. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, so a lot of the more actiony cutscenes mm-hmm. were, yeah, they were enjoyable enough. Um, but everything's just so over the top. Exactly. And so, then, the and so then when it tries to bring it back to like. He's my father. He killed my mother. And I'm like, I don't care. And like, clearly, none of the other characters care. Right. Yeah. So there's a tonal like the tonal whiplash. Is a little I mean, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a it's very exemplary of 2005 in video games. Right. I think. Right. Uh, but also, but, like, I would argue, I, I don't want to, like, you know, defend it too much, but, like, get in there. cut scenes at that point were not very well done, no, like, across no. the board. Yeah. So, like, just to see the direction that they, they took this game, I was, like, I, I was impressed. I was impressed by oh, yeah. what they Pleasantly surprised. Also, worth noting, um, the evil guy had, like, an alternate ego mm-hmm. in the game, like, as the jester character. And, mm-hmm. like, that, I remember talking about this in, like, when we were 15. I was like, yeah. he had, like, the single best, like, performance in the game. The voice acting oh, was super yeah. solid for him alone. Uh-huh. Nobody and else, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a note here. These cutscenes were really boring me until this jester guy showed up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he would, no, he was definitely, for me, the highlight of the cutscenes mm-hmm. that yeah. he was in. <laughs> actually, actually a strong performance. <laughs> just saying, strong performance. Yes. Yeah. Oscar <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I think it knew what it was doing, and I, I think it was cheesy, but I like appreciated it so much because it was like trying. The effort was so there that I was like, I can't fault you for at least trying mm-hmm. in this action game. Sure. So. Although I'm, I'm trying to think back, and it's like I think at the time I probably was like generally like. Dante and Virgil are cool. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> when I was fifteen, yeah. I wanted to be Dante. Hey, this is a, this is a fact. I mean, here's a character who was on IGN's, uh-huh. you know, coolest number of video game characters uh-huh. of all time. Sure. Like unironically, uh-huh. yeah. uh, <laughs> long coat, open coat, open coat, no yeah. shirt, open, open red trench coat. There's the bod right there. <laughs> Double guns Present. and a sword. He had it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, personally, I can't. Like separate this game in my mind from mm-hmm. my favorite game of all time, God Hand, mm-hmm. which is another stylish action Capcom mm-hmm. PlayStation Two, you know, hard action sure. game. Mm-hmm. But God Hand, more so than Devil May Cry, went full comedy, full camp, full camp, uh, yeah. full, camp full comedy, and I just think it works a lot better that way because mm-hmm. it. 
I would say God Hand, even more than Devil May Cry, knows it's a video game. Right. And yeah. plays that to a strength. Right. right. But that's... I think Devil May Cry also had to struggle, not struggle, but it, like, had this, um, you know, the tone of Devil May Cry is, like, gothic horror action mm-hmm. game, kind mm-hmm. of. Like, yeah. it's like, everything's a demon trying to kill you, and then you're this, like... Stylish guy in a trench coat doing the thing. <laughs> I guess it's like, it was like kind of like a juxtaposition there that didn't. I hope you didn't hear that notification on Max's laptop. It was Max. That's supposed My to mail be. password is required. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's but, a whole other conversation. God hand versus Devil May Cry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Two games enter, one game. <laughs> <laughs> what? What year did God hand? God hand came out only one year after, and so and maybe part of this too is that you guys played Devil May Cry when it came out, and mm-hmm. I played God hand basically right. when it. came I think out. it's so also taste. Because some of it is yeah. There's some taste there. There's some nostalgia uh-huh. there. So. Sure. Um, okay. You can't over overstate how much nostalgia. Like me and Evan probably have sure, sure. and and so to its credit, the cutscenes are in general pretty short and not that often. You know, usually mm-hmm. it's just at the end or beginning of a chapter. Yeah, it so. could be worse. It, like, well, the content is cheesy, but wouldn't you say like like it actually like had a certain cinematic vibe to it? Like it, it wasn't had a horribly shot, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it shows its age. They only mm-hmm. had so much, both technical and right. you know, stylistic there were limitations, aspirations at the time. I think mm-hmm. you know so. Um, but really, I'd say nothing that Bayonetta didn't do better, right. honestly. Well, yeah. um, not that, again, not to say that it's a bad game or that I didn't mm-hmm. like it. But Bayonetta. Uh, it's just there is a more focused, I'd say, purer vision of this that mm-hmm. came out, you know, whatever, four years later. Yeah, I think that's fair. As far as, like, purer visions go, I just want to revisit, like, Devil May Cry 4 real quick as far mm-hmm. as, like, how oh, yeah. this game holds up with future games. Devil May Cry 4 was, honestly, like, I had a great time. I think me too. it didn't resonate with me quite as much as Devil May Cry 3, possibly because of I was older mm-hmm. and, like, didn't really timing. have the connection yeah. necessarily, but... Um, I think also it starts off with Nero, yeah. and you have no connection with Nero no. right off the bat. So. Where's my cool boy, Dante? Yeah, also, yeah exactly. That was the thing, too, about, like, Nero's character design. is like he was, like, some white-haired, like, demon guy who wasn't Dante or <laughs> right. Virgil. Right, but, they tried to pull Metal Gear Solid 2, but kind of failed yeah. at it. I think eventually it was revealed that he's, like, Virgil's son, son. and then it was like, okay, yeah. I'm kind of more invested When he uses now. Yamato, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah. Um, one cool thing about Devil May Cry 4 that uh, was... Yeah, the yeah. Devil Bringer. That the was like a bringer. basically you had an ability that pulled enemies closer. Right. So sometimes in Devil May Cry three, I found myself like knocking an enemy away when right. I wasn't done with them. And then and you do Stinger like, again. Yeah, had to like stingering. go get him. You know, <laughs> yeah. but it's, if you can like knock him and then grab him, pull him right. in, and smack him uh-huh. again. That's and awesome. if you level up the the hand, is was it? It, it was a hand. Yeah. Uh, you can like slam them in the ground when you grab them. So that was that was a pretty cool idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Overall, do you guys think that Devil May Cry four from a technical perspective? Like feeling wise and gameplay wise mm-hmm. was better than three. I'd say I so. Think, yeah, okay. I don't know if like, especially the style change on the fly mm-hmm. felt amazing. Yeah, and some of the weapons were really cool. Like there was a briefcase or something like a box. There it was like Pandora's box yeah, basically, it like a bunch and of it became like a Gatling gun or like I feel like a helicopter at some point. <laughs> yeah, don't some quote me on that. Dare. But it became like three different awesome weapons. But it was a good game. Yeah. Also, um, you played the first half of that game as Nero, and then you switched to Dante makes an appearance. You don't know if you're gonna play as Dante when you're mm-hmm. playing this game and then he plays the last half of the game and Dante mm-hmm. feels just like OP as hell. Oh yeah. Like, he's like great, super though. fun to play and he's mm-hmm. the one who's got access to the styles and stuff. So. Yeah. Um, real quick, I kind of forgot to mention this before when we were talking about um, favorite stuff but I guess I want to talk about like the bosses because I think like those are like pretty, uh, those are good, what's the word I'm looking for? Like benchmarks of the game? Mm-hmm. Like, um, 
like bullet points, basically. Mm-hmm. Like they become okay. kind of kind of set iconic piece. set piece. The yeah, word I was looking for pieces. was set piece. There I think go. each of the bosses kind of had a set piece. Was yeah. kind of a set piece. Definitely. So I don't know. Well, did you have any opinions on any bosses in particular? Like what was hard, what wasn't? Like that. Kind well, of thing? my least favorite boss that I can think of oh. is like the three giant like orb thing. Oh. You're in the whale. Oh yeah, You're in the whale. Leviathan. I hated that. Man, I hated that whole. Oh. That was so dumb. I hated that. Like because like the mechanics is basically like attack one of the side thingies mm-hmm. and then the center eye opens up. Right. But then at some point it shoots lasers at you and clears the room of all these little enemies that you're mm-hmm. fighting to. It, it was just not very well realized. I thought like sure. it's very repetitive. Uh, so I actually didn't dislike that boss that much, mostly because it was pretty hard to die in, at least for me. <laughs> like other bosses, I had way more trouble, especially. Beowulf, I, that oh, was Beowulf. by far the hardest boss for me. I think if I had used Royal Guard, maybe mm. I would have been more okay. Yeah. He telegraphs his attacks a lot, and it yeah. feels really satisfying to block. Or but if you can't block, yeah. he's just smashing on you, and he has a huge range. Huge range. Or if you have Swordmaster, you go in this... You jump up, you use your sword master, and you hit his eye, yes. and then he flinches. But when he flinches, then he like flails. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. So it's like, yeah, that you that was win. definitely the boss that I had the most trouble with. I will say that definitely, I feel like the best boss bo- slash boss is was Virgil. Virgil. Because mm-hmm. I think generally in games like this where you have a wide move set or mm-hmm. a just even a good move set, um, the best bosses are bosses who basically also have that move set. You're thinking God Hand versus Devil Hand. In this I'm thinking power. God Hand versus Devil Hand. I'm thinking uh, <laughs> Castlevania on the Game Boy Advance, Aria of Sorrow did this, where you basically fought like a guy who had all the moves from old Castlevania sure. characters. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's other examples of this. In, in Bayonetta, I'm, you fight the other witch. Sure, I'm a sucker for that trope. Like, you mm-hmm. fight a version of yourself, and you're just like, you think you're a badass this entire game, and you meet someone who's equally, if not more, of a badass, and you're like, oh no, like, they, they're they me, but better, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think mean, that's just good storytelling, yeah, too. You yeah, know? it's like... It's the, antagonist 101. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even outside of story, I think it's more that, like, so, you know, a boss like these big organs of a whale or uh, Beowulf, they have maybe, like, three to four attacks. Mm-hmm. Like, the designers probably didn't think about those guys' attacks as much as they thought about you, the player's attacks. So right. that's why I'm saying, you know, it's a more interesting boss that has more to do, yeah. you know, and similar to you, so then you also kind of know what they're doing and, like, how do I counter this? So. Yeah, yeah. And it's also kind of cool because um, the first time you, or actually the second time you fight Virgil, he has acquired the Beowulf weapon before mm-hmm. you ever have a chance to use right. it. And so he, like, uses it against you. And you know, your first time playing through, it's like, wow, this, that weapon's really cool. And then mm-hmm. he, you know, at the end of that fight, at the next chapter, like, he's dropped the gauntlets and you pick them up. And all of a sudden, you can do those moves he mm-hmm. was doing. And that's kind of just, like, kind of, it feels kind of cool. You know, mm-hmm. they got, like, a preview of what you can do in the future, you know? I also like how Virgil kept showing up as boss fights. Yes. And, like, the first boss fight, it's very simple. He does, like, certain moves, but the second time you fight him, he'll do it again. And you're like, oh, okay, I remember from this time, and then they'll add a little more. So yeah. I thought that was, like, a it, great... It hey. takes you... It keeps you on your toes. It like, definitely. You think you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, nah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, so by the end, you're, like, acquainted with his, his battle style, mm-hmm. but he's, like, even stronger, so yeah, it's yeah. still good it's, it, to fight. Vir- the Virgil's are the best fights, I think. Just so cool. And I, I really like the, uh, the visual and sound effect that happens when uh, Virgil does his like subsonic slash kind of thing. It's kind of like a yeah. yeah. It's like similar to from our secret unreleased episode, the Final Fantasy fifteen right. uh, um, spell. Yeah, the right. ultimate spell. Yeah, yeah. 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 Breaking glass. <laughs> okay. yeah, Virgil's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's another good segue. Yeah. So um, in the special edition Devil May Cry, after you beat the game as Dante, you can play as Virgil. Um, and I personally actually haven't done this. I never have. But Evan. I think you played through like back 
Back several years ago, you played all the way through. I that. played this game so much, man. Like, yeah. I must have played the Dante version like three or four times sure. with different costumes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even without the coat, he's just like top naked. Yeah, like, no, let's I, do it. I, like, I did here we go. I had, like, I had the swords on my back, I had yeah. the gauntlets, and I just, yeah. like, it was like, felt like Rambo. Yeah, I'm, you know? you're Rambo. <laughs> Take that coat off. You're Devil Rambo. Let's go in there. Let's get some Devil Rambo. I'll bleed yes. that out. Uh, but then, yeah, I also played the Virgil one maybe two or three times, and he also gets some awesome. Co- Capcom had, like, was very lenient back then. They gave you a lot of costumes, no DLC. It mm, gave you like 10 costumes mm, right out of the it, box. It. Um, but anyway, yeah, Virgil felt awesome to play as. So he has three weapons that you can switch between. And his gun is just one gun, but it's his swords. And <laughs> his if your sword is a gun. The sword is a gun. <laughs> and as you're pressing triangle, you can also press square. So he's like attacking with his sword with his two hands, and this sword, this this like floating sword will appear above him. And attack whatever's near him, but if you re- you realize eventually that you can be mashing triangle and then mashing square, so you're attacking everything around you in the room, and it's amazing. And you can be switching between your weapons with R two. So again, if you have three hands, you can just totally <laughs> annihilate this game. Um, also, his taunt. I love taunts in this game. Okay, tell me about it. His taunt, taunt. He goes. I don't remember what he says, but he's like, "This is the end." And then he like he like <laughs> he puts his sword in his sheath, and then he like puts it to his side, and then you can do whatever attack you want after that. So it's like it's like up to you. Like direct your own like little awesome cutscene. So he's like, "This is the end," and then it's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna fly forward and attack." Little details, man. Again, <laughs> little can, details. Can you fathom how cool we thought these characters yeah. were when we were 15? No, Holy I have. They're the coolest. I have my my very last note. <laughs> that I took was, this is a game for teens. <laughs> <laughs> was it rated teen? Or was it mature? That's a lot of gore, but... It's a, lot of gore. Yeah, it's a decent amount of gore, but... But not, that's it, though. No. That's it. I, I don't think know. It was, I think it was... I gotta look it up right now. Can you look that up? Uh, Wait, could we... My guess would actually be mature, because there's a fair amount of gore. There's, there's a lot of gore. Actually, could we pause real quick? Three. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Quick, quick break while I look that up. And so, Evan peed so hard that he ruined the podcast recording. Hey, it's Tim. Um, Sorry about this. Somewhere along the either recording or editing process, we lost the last part of our podcast audio, which was not that much, actually. Um, Because we had basically finished talking about Devil May Cry 3, we only had our roulette game to talk about, so that's really probably only about... 10 minutes of quality podcasting you're missing out on. So, yeah, I'm just going to briefly talk about what would have been here, and uh, we'll just kind of wrap this up. So to answer the question we were just about to look up, because I know you're curious, Devil May Cry 3 was rated M for Mature um, because of blood, suggestive themes, and violence. So shame on my parents for letting me play it, and shame on the GameStop I tricked into letting me buy it. Uh, we all liked Devil May Cry a lot. Um, Max, a little bit less so. If you were listening, you could tell maybe he wasn't as enthralled with it as me and Evan were, but I think, you know, that's subjective. And I'm here to say he's wrong, and that's okay. It's okay to be wrong. So I don't remember the exact reviews we gave it, but we liked it a lot. Critics tended to like it a lot, so we were about right. So we move on to our next part, which was our roulette game for the month, which was Bulb Boy, um, which was a... Game released, I believe, on Steam, and also the Switch, and also the PS4. This is one of those things I should have my notes for. Um, But we liked Bull Boy, sort of. Um, It was a point-and-click horror comedy adventure. It's kind of bizarre. Um, It was okay. It kind of felt stylistically 
kind of like Invader Zim, if that's helpful at all, but I don't know. It was basically kind of a creepy game with some kind of, like, poop jokes, and, you know, the more I talk about it, the less I like it. Um, It was, like, styled well, but we decided it wasn't really any of our cups of tea, so we all gave it a pretty average score, and I think that's kind of what the reviewers gave it to. So, moving on, what happened next was, in this play-by-play, was Evan pulled the trigger and revealed his choice for our next month's game, which was Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Uh, We were all super excited to play this game. Um, Eventually one of us was going to pick it. Evan decided it was going to be him. We all love this game. And actually at this point of me recording this, we have already recorded the Metal Gear Solid 2 episode. So I know you're not supposed to really date these things, but now you know. Pulled back the curtain for you. Uh, Spoiler alert, we talk for a very long time, so look forward to a long episode about this game we love. And then we had our roulette game, which, as you probably hopefully know, um, is what we do every month where we have all the games that came out in the last month since our last recording, and then we play and review that game for you guys. So this next episode is going to be... This is the part with the Okay, it's Witch and the Hundred Knight 2. That's right, Witch and the Hundred Knight 2. I didn't make a typo, that's actually the name of the game. We didn't know what that was either, so don't worry about it. Um, yeah, well, that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening. Uh, sorry for the tech problems and the monologue, though I do enjoy these private moments we share together. Um, we'll do better in the future. Podcasting is hard. So until next time, I'm your host, Tim Zamanigan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tim Z. That's T-I-M-Z-E-E. Uh, you can find Evan at Evsters and you can find Max at Max Sims. And here is the outro. Have a wonderful rest of your day or evening. Good morning or good night, respectively. Thank you.